0: This is Minutia Man with Rick and Dave. So, Dave, you know I'm uh, I'm kind of famous for my eulogies. Oh, you're like yeah. the Gene Shallot of. Your, I mean, uh, I don't like <laughs> to brag, but you know, I'm known within the eulogy right. community. <laughs> you're right, right. <laughs> and and,
1: a small but disturbed uh, group of people. But no, yeah, you're you're yeah. well known as like,
0: you know, you're it's gospel. I don't want to say the best, but among the best. You know what I mean? Um, and this summer, I've gotten a chance to... What a humiliating
2: <laughs> claim to fame. But anyways,
0: go on. This summer, I've gotten a chance to go to quite a few funerals. Yeah. Uh, you know, The I- weather's getting nicer, why not, right? I actually, I actually have been to seven since Memorial Day. It's been crazy. And now is this... This is
1: a... I mean, this is better than usual
0: with the i mean uh, well i'd say it's a lot more than usual okay yeah. right it okay, could better um, may not be the yeah best word but yeah okay. and and so you know i've been hearing some eulogies and yeah. i've heard some good ones yeah. you know there there's some i usually have notes you <laughs> and know after i'm sure the
1: family loves seeing those notes <laughs> after the hey i got a couple of things here yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. yeah you, you
1: don't lead with that story <laughs> right.
0: all right that's your punchline you <laughs> right. save that right. for the end there's an arc here <laughs> how many times do i have to tell you people you gotta have a beginning middle and end right right, right. there's no ending to this (laughs) you gotta finish strong it's a eulogy for christ's sake well let me just say this yeah all right i was at one this past weekend Mm. and the person who delivered the eulogy Mm -hmm. who's uh the son of one of my friends Mm -hmm. is better than me wow yeah so you're like the baseball scout that sees somebody playing in yeah.
1: sin- like some Sandlot in Guam. Right.
0: If I could have signed him to a deal <laughs> right there, I would have done it. Really, he I mean, it was his own mother's yeah. funeral, yeah. so yeah. it's pretty sad. But he was great. It had humor. it really? was it? Uh, it was paced. Perfectly. Tempo was really... Yeah. Uh, he had all the elements. You really? know, he tugged at the heartstrings. Mm. He, he had uh, creative writing. The the writing, uh, you know, uh, took you to a place. <laughs> it, it was. He just, told the story. It was it, perfect. Uh, yeah, yeah. It was perfect. So tell me the truth. Envious? Yeah. Were you a little envious? Um, well, I was a little <laughs> envious when people came up to me afterwards and said, well, I guess you're not the best anymore. <laughs> Which you know, uh, it, it's it's true. I uh, you know, there goes Ray, Roy Hobbs. Then. <laughs> <laughs> you saw, you know sometimes you gotta hand it down to the next generation. Well, you've had a pretty good run. I had a right? great, uh, seventeen. Yeah. I did seventeen yeah. eulogies. So I mean, that's enough. Yeah. Well. Yeah.
1: Like, was it, well the Beatles? They, they put out some crap. After their, after right, I'm bu- in
0: my solo, uh, solo John Lennon phase. Okay. You know, my I'm still putting you, albums out, and they're still great. But the, you know, the the production quality is not that, quite. Right? You're as kind good. of mailing it in a little bit. Yeah. yeah, so yeah,
1: so you're not like Paul McCartney, Magneto, and. Uh, the Mars and Venus, what was that? All? Right, I'm
0: not going, I'm not playing Back Madison to- Square Garden anymore. I'm more at, like, you know, the Chicago Theater. <laughs> or or McHenry,
1: the McHenry State Fair or whatever. Right. Well,
0: I'm not quite there yet. <laughs> Hillside Days <laughs> or something <laughs> like that. No, I'm not quite there yet. But anyway, all right. Well,
1: now, are you. Do you got any scheduled? Well, I guess you don't know. No, I hope I don't. Right.
0: You know, the, I hate doing them. Yeah. I don't want to ever do right. it. I just happen to be really good at it. But
1: yeah. now, does this kid who did the eulogy, does yeah. he come to your other eulogies? No, Yeah, I it, don't
0: think he's seen my work.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. So, so he may not know how your how important your words are and your praise are or, well oh,
0: I, i'm assuming people will let him know <laughs> that uh, when i said I, I actually went up to him and i said no notes no notes that's how good it was were you again mr <laughs> what, what's your name again <laughs> all right it's time for the show the following is a Tony Lasano podcast. An OPI production on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. This is Minutia Man, Man with Rick and so Dave.
1: So, your top three eulogies.
0: Oh, I, you done? I can't rank. Yeah, yeah, how can you pick your favorite I can't child, yes, right? Yes, exactly. Actually, every parent yeah. picks their yeah. favorite <laughs> yeah. child. No, I can't, uh,
1: I can't do it. All right. All all right. right. Now, what about ones that really
0: didn't work out? I mean, you probably... Well, I've had a couple that were written for me. And, and you know, I as I you were just a mouthpiece, yeah. And I as I got up there, I said these words are written by the family, <laughs> hey, right? You know, and just in case people <laughs> right. didn't think and, of, yeah,
1: any dangling participles, not my problem, not right, me, right? Yeah. You may
0: notice a little lack of verve <laughs> in this one, not my fault. <laughs>
1: and then you give the the death stare to the, the family in the front row. <laughs> All
0: right, well.
1: That's a great way to start the program. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, this first story comes um just from our own backyard. Okay. okay. Actually it's from your backyard. Okay. Uh we're uh, by it's, the money tree? Is it it's, near? By the, it's by the money tree. No, I was gonna talk about how your wife is outside with her new hatchet. <laughs> you like that. <laughs> yeah. She <laughs> got a little unnerved when she came home with that yesterday. <laughs> she's just, just yeah. she's just chopping stuff up. Yeah. Uh, so Rick, this story comes from our own backyard, Rogers Park. Okay. And for our listeners who are not from the Chicago land area, it's a Chicago neighborhood that you and I know well.
0: Actually, a, you grew up
1: there uh, basically. Well, I grew up in Edgewater next to Rogers Park. What I mean, but then, you grew up in Rogers or didn't you or Jefferson Park? Okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh but so people living in the middle of a gang war in uh-huh. Rogers Park, there's a lot of gangland activity, are employing an unusual
0: strategy to try. Are these the Jewish gangs that you were part of as a youngster?
1: (laughs) Yeah. uh, Jew live crew. (laughs) The Jew crew. Absolutely. The bagel boys. Absolutely. (laughs) The Torah tough guys. uh, Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want to mess with us. Um, But a youth organization is asking gang members to pledge. okay, To have a ceasefire between nine in the morning and nine at night. (laughs) <laughs> okay the group has taken its message uh-huh. of peace directly to the gangs to push you know in a push to curb gun violence in the neighborhood. the group has created what they call the people's ordinance okay All right. and they're asking, very politely, yeah. I might add, that rival gang members and others cease fire during the day. Yeah, sure. You know, Seven keep... in the morning, have at <laughs> it. Yeah, but nine o'clock, stop it. Yeah. It's like a treaty almost, like where they also agree that we don't want five-year-olds killed, we don't want 78-year-olds shoot, killed. Just kill each other, okay? Yeah. Um, and ask... do
0: it between the hours of 9 right. p.m. and 9 a.m.
1: When asked why not ask the members to stop shooting each other altogether, um... Uh, Victoria, no, not Victoria Atkins. What's her name? I can't remember what her first name is, but Atkins, um, the person who's in charge yeah. of this, said, "Yeah, like that's gonna work." And she well, let that's a good point. That's um, a good point. Here's a couple things. Even if this does go through, yeah, okay, gang members are still on the clock from nine to from nine at night to nine in the morning. That's yeah. twelve hours, right? I hope they're getting time and a half for anything <laughs> over eight, right? That's a good point, <laughs> right? I mean. Um, Plus, and if these gang members are working more than 32 hours a week, I think, depending upon the size of the gang, health insurance. Yeah. Right? Right. I would, I would imagine. Um, yeah.
0: And that's that's like 60 hours a week, isn't it? You're, 12 times 5, that would be 60. I mean, I, right. some of them probably work on weekends, too. Well, and I don't know. Do they get lunches off? Oh, I don't do know. Do you remember
1: that cartoon with the sheep and the wolf? Where they yeah. would yeah, punch the, in. Uh-huh. They would punch in. Like uh, the hey, Warner Brothers yeah, cartoon. Hey, yeah. Ralph. Hey, yeah. <laughs> Sab. Good to see you. How's the wife? And then uh-huh. they punch in and then they just beat each other up. And then the whistle
0: go- That's what this yeah. reminds me of. It sounds yeah. like it. Yeah. All right, I have a story for you. Uh, May I see you were wearing your White Sox hat today? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And exactly uh, yeah. I don't know when this is going to air, but uh, the White Sox did kind of a house cleaning. Mm-hmm. And they got rid of Kenny Williams, mm-hmm. uh, their former general manager, vice president. They got rid of Rick Hahn. Mm hmm who was their general manager, and I think the last 35 times I've seen you, you've said, how does that guy still have a job? <laughs> well, I don't have to Now say he doesn't either. have it. Have he doesn't know. have a job. But I think the final straw <laughs> may have come this week in the news. Mm-hmm. Jerry Reinstorf, the owner of the White Sox, might have seen the game that I saw.
2: Was it, it Monday? Or, it was, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah.
0: The Chicago White Sox they've had a dreadful season, but they hit rock bottom on Monday night when their uh, Mariners ace Luis Castillo did something that we've never seen before at the major league level. He threw the same pitch, <laughs> a fastball, 47 times in a row. Right. And
1: for, you know, we're huge in Ukraine. Yeah. Uh for those of you who don't know what baseball is, yeah. you know, so it's like I think the the best scenario or the best um comparison I have is Soccer. Let's yeah. say the offense runs the same play yeah. 47 straight times, and the defense is like, "I've never seen this." Or before. the penalty kick—you you yeah. you're
0: kicking it to the exact same, same spot right, at 47, 47. times. Right right, right. right. At some point, the goalie's is going to go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right.
2: <laughs> Not know, but, the White Sox. No.
0: <laughs> no. As a matter of fact, uh, what happened was this guy. Um, won the game. He won the game. He uh he had oh, he gave up only one run. Um and this kind of irritated the White Sox fans as you might expect. Sure. I'll give you a little sampling of some of the tweets that came out this night. Um and by the way, you know the the announcers were like, "Um he's just throwing <laughs> fastballs. Every pitch is a, Have you noticed every pitch of a fastball? Um Tim It's embarrassing being a Sox fan. Jimmy Hoffa. Man, I'm crying. He doesn't respect the lineup at all. Simply sassy. The White Sox should be embarrassed. Clap Z23. God, the White Sox are horrible. (laughs) Luke Hall. This tells you everything you need to know about the Sox. Jim Margolis. How do you game plan against the White Sox? You don't. (laughs) Don't bother. (laughs) By the way, I looked it up. Guess how fast his average fastball is. Who the guy? uh, 91. Because that's all he was throwing. 91. Sixty-two miles an hour. I so, no. no, no. no that actually, it was ninety-six miles an hour. So that's actually a hard fastball to not hit. Not when you not when you throw it forty-seven straight times. And in the major league
1: baseball, everybody hitters. can hit a fastball. Yes, right, right. Uh, so on the way here, they were. I was listening to the score. Yeah, um, and they, you know, obviously a huge shakeup. So they were interviewing Aloy Jimenez. Yeah, and they asked so. Um, have you guys talked about in the clubhouse who's going to step up as a leader, whatever? And his answer was, "No, not really." Yeah, that's
0: the problem. Yeah, no yeah, they've they got some problems.
1: Hey, we got a review here. All right, uh, from Jerry Reinsdorf. Don't listen. What to this, uh, these interviews are top notch, not the typical stupid questions. Loved the bully from the Christmas Story, and that came from Crappa Papa,
0: uh via Apple Podcasts. Okay, well, uh, listen, if you uh, if you like this show, mm-hmm. you got to rate it. You gotta uh, uh, give us five stars, mm. please. I mean, is that is yeah, that I don't really too four, much? I don't to, care. No, no. Give us five. Eh, uh, there's five. lots of different places you can rate us. You can review us. You can uh, get your name mentioned on this podcast. Uh, oh. But if it's a low review, you're not going to read it, are you? Oh, I do four. I would. Okay, I would a four give or a five a, star you know, review. You got actually, a shot of being a, read. Actually, I
1: think, I think we did one that was meh. Yeah, I think that one. I think okay. I. Okay. You know, say something funny and give us a lousy rating. That's true. We'll put it on the air. That's true.
0: All right. It's time for another feature. Time now for Studio Walls. And the words of the prophets were written on the studio walls. Rick and So this is the part of the show where uh, we feature something from the Rick and Dave archives. And those archives are vast, Dave. They're vast. And uh, this week uh, in history, uh, the Georgia Dome opened down in Atlanta. Have you ever been to the Georgia Dome? I have been around it. I did a uh, a five k walk around there once for uh, Wait, one of what? our for one of our authors. Yeah, for real.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh,
0: I saw the Dream
1: Team play in the nineteen ninety six Olympics. Oh, really? We were on the top floor, or we were on the top row. Couldn't see anything. Yeah,
0: is, it's a gigantic yeah, dome. Huge. Um, but you know who else was there? One of our former mm-hmm. guests, Jim McMahon. And Dave asked a question that led to a story that uh, is one of my favorite stories ever told on the minutemen celebrity interview. Uh, I'll, I'll play Dave's question and his answer. That's one. best stadium concessions of any place that you've ever played.
2: Ooh, I think that I think we opened up that new Atlanta stadium when I was. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what team I was with, but yeah, they, <laughs> I was up there. I was up there standing in line in pregame with. my i had my uh, game pants on my half tea and i'm standing in line with i got a football I, d- I didn't have my money with me so i'm standing in line at. i think it was a pizza hut or something <laughs> i'm standing in line with all these other people they go aren't you playing that yeah. can i
1: I'm eat like, can i get a pepperoni <laughs> <or something? laughs> so I,
2: I get up to the, the front of the line I, I tell the girl look you know i'm, I'm playing in the game today but i'm I don't have my money, but I'll give you this football. I said, it's worth, you know, 50 bucks. Huh. Oh, no, I can't do that. I said, do you have a manager? She <laughs> goes, yeah. She goes, goes against the manager. He comes out. I go, dude. And he recognized me. He goes, mm-hmm. you want to trade that that for a pizza? I go, yeah. He goes, here, give him two. So I got two <laughs> pizzas. Right. But no garlic bread, okay? <laughs> it's just the pizzas. pizzas. <laughs> I went back down, sat underneath the goalpost while the pregame was going on. I ate my pizzas. <laughs> And then I uh, went and got dressed and played. So, but they have good, <laughs> they have good concessions there in Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that is. one of my favorite stories ever, <laughs> and uh, and uh, and it's a hundred percent
1: true. I'm sure. You know, there's. Well, no, I'm sure it is. is because Jim Band. That's exactly. They it. just
0: don't make players no. like that anymore. No. You know what uh, I mean? No. Um, but you know, uh, I, I was with a, a buddy of ours yesterday, Dave Mike Medina. Mm-hmm. And he said to me, boy, you're really pushing these uh, parody songs lately. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? Uh, I you yeah, got them. Yeah. And as it turns out, this week in history, there's also another thing that happened. In the, If it happened in the 90s, yeah, I've written a parody page, song right. about it. This week in 1995, Congressman Mel Reynolds mm-hmm. Chicago. was convicted and sent to prison. Mm-hmm. Now, if you remember the details, do you remember any of the details on that Didn't story? Didn't he, like, inappropriately made phone calls to, like, a young underage girl or something? Or that what? is correctly yeah. right. Uh, uh, and and uh, he ended up going to jail yeah. for a few years. And as it turns out, I wrote a song. <laughs> Actually, I wrote two songs. <laughs> but this, this oh, is... <laughs> play the double album. Go <laughs> no, ahead. No, no. I'm just going to play a little bit of this one. We call it Calling Mel Reynolds. Okay. For those of you, that's a rotary phone.
1: mel's a congressman from the city in a democratic machine but there ain't no committee for dating girls that are 16. she's calling mel reynolds she's calling mel reynolds she's calling mel reynolds Reynolds.
0: you get the idea. Yeah. So <laughs> mellow yellow, Donovan. Yeah.
1: Uh, what about the tragedies of the nineties? 90- so this is the eighties and the nineties, right? Or no? This no, the 90- just the nineties. Okay,
0: just the nineties. So okay, so yeah. like AIDS
1: was the eighties. You didn't yeah. do like a wacky AIDS song or anything, did you? Uh, we'll find out. <laughs> We'll okay. find out. <laughs> yeah. Like the Lockerbie? I want to say we uh,
0: didn't, but I did do wacky songs about a murder trial, sure. O.J. Simpson. Yeah, well, that was fine. Yeah. yeah. So you didn't the, do yeah. a 9-11 wacky. No. <laughs> no, I did not. That's where yeah. you drew
1: the line. <laughs> I'm not a monster. <laughs> hey, here's a story coming out of Texas. Okay. Plano Man says he was arrested in wife's death simply because he did not hide the body very well. <laughs> Nearly two months after a Plano woman's body was found. (laughs) When that happened. Nearly two months after a Plano woman's body was found near Louisville Lake, new details about her death and her husband's arrest are emerging. Carlton Dudley has been jailed since late June, was arrested three days after his wife, Sarah's body, was found in a black duffel bag 15 yards from the lake, uh, or from Louisville Lake off Hidden Cove Park. Okay. The charges currently uh, against him are for abuse of a corpse and tampering with evidence. I think murder is going to be coming up Oh, serious. I was going to say. It's going to... Yeah. Uh, but now new arrest documents obtained by the Dallas Morning News show that Carlton spoke to Collin County Sheriff's investigators and told them he was arrested, in his exact words, for losing his wife's body and not hiding the body very well. (laughs) Shoot, what did I do with that thing? It was right here. Now,
0: now he doesn't say killing her. No, right. I just lost the body. Yeah.
1: But here's something that I don't know if you caught. It appears that he didn't even bother to put the body in the lake. He just laid it 15 yards from the lake. Well, maybe Uh, it was low tide. Well, it's heavy it's probably pretty (laughs) heavy right um documents also show that carlton dudley filed a missing persons report and reported that a black duffel bag was missing from the couple's apartment which happens to be the black duffel bag that the body was okay. Now this is starting to sound a little suspicious. <laughs> yeah, right,
0: right.
1: So I guess he went to police and said, "Hey, my wife is missing, and my favorite black duffel bag. I need to get that duffel bag back." And uh, and I I hid her in <laughs> the bag. Right. right. And you'll find her fifteen yards from the lake, which would. Uh, now I think this is what's wrong with America: shoddy workmanship. Yes. Right? Come on, absolutely. a little effort, you know. Um, I hate it. One of my pet peeves is when yeah. I hear a murder story and they found, you know, that a murder victim was found and they're in a shallow grave. Yeah. Right. I'm like, yeah, Come you're going to go through the yeah. trouble of stalking your victim, killing them. Yeah. Dig, the dig a six footer. I mean, OK, a little work, <laughs> <Put> <laughs> exactly. a little work into it. I just want once to hear a news story saying, and this body was found in a really well made grave. <laughs> Look at this. This is six. Cosmos, craftsmanship. Look at these corners. They're, it's 90 degrees. <laughs>
0: Okay. Well, I have the opposite of that story. Uh, uh, this is a story about the secret to a long marriage. Oh. Isn't this nice? Mm-hmm. Every now and well, then, Dave, we a hatchet do, <laughs> that she's <laughs> wielding in the backyard right now. You know that, keep in mind that hatchet, ladies and gentlemen. If anything happens to me, <laughs> I want you to know she bought a hatchet this week and a black duffel bag. Yeah. too. Yeah. Um, After 73 years of marriage, a bride and groom are taking another walk down the aisle. This is a local story. Mary and Richard Tarchinsky, 93 years old, they decided to renew their vows in front of their family. Uh, The two met in high school. Um, Richard says when he saw Mary, he said, that's a girl for me. Wow. Wow. Isn't that nice? Yeah, that is nice. The couple has nine children. And they were asked, what is the secret to that long yeah, marriage. Yeah. And it's something that we don't want to know, right? If, you've, if you're in a long marriage or you, you, you want to be in a long marriage, don't you want to know? Of course. What th- their secret is they decided if one of them wanted to leave, yeah. the person that left had to take the kids. <laughs> and that was enough to, <laughs> to stop keep them. them. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, How you, many kids? Nine yeah, kids? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, yeah.
1: So, you know, I always said to Michelle... Yeah. If you're going to have an affair, uh-huh. <laughs> have the guy come in here do a little laundry,
0: right. perhaps. Maybe right. What if he's p- a handy guy? <laughs> yeah, pick, right, pick up some groceries right. every once in a while. The water, <laughs> uh, the heater. Yeah, that's not going to fix t- itself. Right. I mean, yes. he has got to go to music lessons. Siding. <laughs> we can use some, what if he's a roofer? <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, like, go ahead, honey. That's fine. I mean, if you're going to pick someone to have an affair hmm. with, at least make it someone that can help us right. out What's around the house. Yeah. It's, it's the only fair thing to do. Um, you know, we have uh, one f- final feature that we do mm-hmm. every week, and I, and I think you're going to like this one this week, Dave. Um, do you remember what we call this feature? That would be Celebrity popery. That's right. A random name pulled out of Rick's bowl of brushes with celebrities. Mixture. Collection. Collection. Selection. Assemblage. Medley. Assortment. Variety. Time now for Celebrity Potpourri with Rick and Dave. So I think, <laughs> I think you're going to like this one. This is from Mark. Uh, Mark writes... I grew up in New Jersey Okay, when I was in high school in the early 80s. So the art, a few, art, or maybe a few years younger yeah. than us. I worked at a blueberry farm. Okay. It was a good summer job that helped me earn enough money for college. The faster you picked, the more money you made. Yeah. I always considered myself one of the best blueberry pickers. This Mark would have. Yeah. Mark is going to dig a good grave. I can <laughs> exactly. already tell he's, he's exactly. got that work ethic that we are after. But there was a girl that beat me <laughs> every year. I mean, she was good. She was good looking, too. They named her the blueberry queen in huh. the pageant my senior year. I was going to ask her out, but my buddy told me that her family was somehow connected to the mob. (laughs) I don't know if that's true or not, but it was enough to keep me from asking her out. So it's New Jersey too, right? It's New Jersey. I lost contact with her when I moved out of New Jersey in the 1990s. The next time I saw her was on TV one night as a guest on Bill Maher's show, Politically Incorrect. (laughs) Her name when I knew her was Kellyanne Fitzpatrick. Her name now. Kellyanne Conway. Kellyanne Conway. (laughs) (laughs) So if you ever meet Kellyanne Conway, <laughs> she's a blueberry. She's too. a blueberry queen. <laughs> you know
2: that is so she's funny.
0: a blueberry queen. <laughs> that is
1: so awesome. That is. We got to get her on the show. I'd love, love to that. ask her about that. That you know what? Let's. That could be the only question. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, talk about politics. Tell us about your blueberry yeah, queen. that's yeah. it.
0: That's a good idea. All right. All right, we have another show called Manishman Celebrity Interview. Yeah. I, the Jim Peterick interview's been up there, right? And it's doing um, great. By the way, we're getting a lot of great response. Uh, yes, we are. Yeah. There's one of a guy named well, the Sultan of Slow Jamistan. Yeah, you know, we
1: have we have interviewed
0: yeah. billionaires. Yeah,
1: we've interviewed um, Academy Award winners, Grammy Award winners, television stars. Yep. you know, best-selling authors. But until now, we have never interviewed a, a head of state. True, we interviewed the Sultan of Slow Jamistan. Yes, uh, that's all I'm going to leave it at.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think we need to tell yeah. you any more than that. It, other than it's worthy of your time, of your 21 minutes, or and whatever. slightly racist. <laughs> 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 and it's but a, it's funny it, racism, and I yes, you know, it's, yes. Uh, uh, we need to thank people. Uh, special thanks to our executive producer Tony Lasana with opishows.com. Tony is. Uh, is slaving over two hot yeah, turntables yeah, as we like to yeah, say in the yeah, old, the old uh, days yeah we uh we really appreciate we are that. in the and middle of a just, heat wave here yeah, and his he doesn't have the greatest air conditioning anyway. situation and so he you know yeah poor so, guy yeah he's sweating so uh, hang in there, Tony. Uh, he's with Opie Shows. OPI is hippo backwards, O-P-P-I-H shows.com. We're distributed by Ed Silla with Radio Misfits. Who has great air conditioning, by the way. Yes, he does. So Ed, yes. maybe. Yeah, yeah. I'm inviting Tony over.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know. uh, yes,
0: great talk radio isn't dead. It just moved to a better place. Ed's place. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Radiomisfits.com. and we'll be back again next week with a brand new episode of The Preceding was a presentation of Opie Productions. Find our other great shows wherever you find podcasts, including opishows.com. Thank you. This has been a presentation of Opie Productions.
1: Tony, can you shut up?